0: Hi, hello. Welcome to the episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is February the 10th, 2024. Hopefully, this episode finds you well and in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. I will say, uh, I didn't really get enough sleep, um had a very um, active uh, night. Um, a lot of podcasting, which you know, y'all know I love. You know, so that that's a labor of love. I'm excited, happy about that. Happy to have that content out. Hopefully, checked out the previous episode. Um, got the team up with Late Start. It was amazing. Love that. Love always love getting to hang out with the boys, getting some work in, talking about talking that good shit. Um, but yeah, I uh, just really didn't sleep much, and um, I've so far only had a handful of M Ms, kind of perk up a little bit. But, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I feel good. I just probably need, like, a nap or something, a little little sleep. But let's see here. Uh, really, that's, that's about it on the food quarter. There's nothing else to really report. Um, I'm going to hold out on the drinking and just do a little bit more of a California startup, if you will. All right. Our first story comes from the Associated Press. Israeli strikes kill 44 Palestinians in Rafah after Netanyahu says ground invasion is coming there. Israeli airstrikes killed at least 44 people or 44 44 Palestinians, including more than a dozen children in the southern Gaza City of Rafah. <coughs> excuse me. On Saturday, hours after Israel's prime minister said he had asked the military to plan for the evacuation of hundreds of people, hundreds of thousands of people there ahead of the ground invasion. Um, though he did not provide details or a timeline, the announcement set off panic and warnings from diplomats. More than half of Gaza's 2.3 Million people are packed into Rafah, after, many after following Israeli evacuation orders that now cover two thirds of the territory. It is not clear where they could run next. Um, I mean, I'm going to add that even if you do run, it, it doesn't mean that you're going to wind up in any kind of safety because it, it's just there's no escaping it. There's either some kind of airstrike or there's already some kind of ground force already there or marching forward towards you or trying to surround you, it seems. So. I mean, sadly, you know the news just you know definitely seems to get worse. I know this is something that's upping tensions between Egypt and um Israel just because you know is really you know like a sandwich point there and and they've already had to like deal with people fleeing into Egypt, and that's you know a concern for Egypt. that's not something that they want um so you know it's 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 a situation that's raising all kinds of tensions uh i will say you know as an american someone in the west it, it's frustrating to see us go oh yeah we're we're so we're so upset we're so bombed out about what Israel's doing they should stop it they should think about civilian lives but we're not i don't see us issuing any kind of sanctions we're not saying anything real we're not doing anything kind of real we're not intervening in any kind of way um in fact we're still you know once again tripping over ourselves onto how we can work out all our fucking things so that we can get more aid to them, you know? So, um, I do feel like this is relevant, obviously not just the ground invasion, but even just this, just the idea. Cause like I initially, uh, I think I heard the number it might've been in the thirties and then it's, it's, it's just already rising. Um, I know we've also hit over 28,000, um, in terms of just the overall death toll, um, so, I mean, obviously it's, it's always unfortunate. It's always sad, to, uh, you know, to cover this, but it's, it's so important and it's never going to stop being important to cover this conflict, to cover, you know, the atrocities that are getting done here. Um, you know, all in name of what, the, the, what they're claiming, what Israel's claiming self-defense. I, I just, I don't get it at this point, you know? All the while, you know, we're we're still nowhere with a ceasefire because at the end of the day, Israel doesn't want to have a ceasefire. They they want everything anything but that. I mean they want the hostages back, but they don't want to do that. They definitely don't want to do any kind of exchanging of their prisoners either. So Um So yeah, we'll we'll call it covered for the day on that. Um, you know, I'm sure there will be sadly more in the future and you know, but you know all we can do is cover it, no? All right. Let's move on to some other shit. From the Associated Press. The Supreme Court seems poised to reject efforts to kick Trump off the ballot over the Capitol riot. Supreme Court seems poised to reject attempts to kick former President Donald Trump off the twenty twenty four ballot with the conservative and liberal justices in apparent agreement in a case that puts them at the heart of a presidential election. <clears throat> Excuse me. A definitive ruling for trump the leading republican candidate for president would largely end efforts in colorado maine and elsewhere to prevent his name from appearing on the ballot um i kind of just want to go into riff mode if you'd allow me um this is big news in the sense of like okay the supreme court decided to hear this they're hearing it um i listened to this shit the other night um at least just kind of hearing a bit of it um I wouldn't say, like, oh, it was surprising, but, like, um, Katanji Brown-Jackson and Kagan kind of had a little bit more takes that seemed to be like, oh, no, we're we're hearing you out. We want to actually maybe kind of come to a common ground, understanding of what this really is. And, I, and really, it kind of stems from, like, some Civil War law that, you know, Colorado kind of looped up to kind of work for the situation, saying, like, hey, you know, Trump tried to do an insurrection. He's an insurrectionist. Like, this applies to him. Like— it doesn't matter that he was a president like in fact it does like that's the reason he had like this this office position. He wasn't immune or anything like that, which is another thing that's gonna be potentially heard by the Supreme Court. But that's another reason why I just didn't want to cover it. This is all kind of getting, you know, processed now and this is actually probably gonna get like a verdict's gonna get dropped on this subject probably sooner than later, at least sooner than most of the cases. So I don't know. It looks like they're going to side with Trump on this one, and um, he's going to be allowed to be on the ballot. Um, I've kind of had my, you know, little opinions on this before where I was like, yeah, I kind of get that this is a little bit of finessing of the law, but I like that you at least see, like, a liberal side, you know, like, you know, Colorado voters or whatever coming out, you know, trying to, you know, tell their, you know, their constituents or whatever, hey, we want this to happen, and, you know, they moved and made it happen, and Maine kind of followed suit. So, like I said, you see people on the right do this a lot, you know, with the conservative, you know, parties, groups, you know, politicians. So, to me, I wasn't mad about it. I was like, hey, it's, it's a neat little trick. Let's see what happens. Uh, but, yeah, it doesn't look like it's going to really go anywhere. Um, well, yeah i mean we'll see you know i figured i keep you posted and technically that's a little bit of a two-for-one there since we're talking about his whole immunity thing that already got shot down and he was like okay well it looks like he wants to try to get that appealed all the way up and probably the supreme court will hear it but um we'll see and we'll see what they say about it i would, i don't know you can never know the supreme court really I, i'm not too surprised about this this didn't blow my wig back or anything but um it was interesting at least interesting enough that i was like oh well you're like i gotta talk about it all right let's move on to some other news i know i'm kind of zigzagging here from al jazeera at least five killed in protest over mosque demolition in north indian town at least five people have been killed and dozens others injured during a protest sparked by the demolition of a mosque and a religious school in india the latest in a spat of demolitions targeting Muslim structures. Municipal, uh, municipal authorities in Haldwani town in the northern state of Uttarakhand bulldozed the buildings on Thursday, saying they had been built without permission. Police said Muslims torched vehicles and threw stones at them, and the protests that followed prompting them to fire live ammunition and tear gas in response. Yeah, because that's fair. That's balanced. That makes sense. Um, Now, uh, Vedana Singh, the district magistrate of Nenatal District, where Haudouane is located, said at a news conference the demolition and its aftermath were not communal and should not be seen as such. She said the protest was linked to a government drive to demolish a property that is neither registered as a religious site nor has it been given any such recognition. Some call the structure a madrasa, she added. But residents said the mosque and the school in Hawani's Hawani's Bani Pulpura area were nearly two decades old and have been unfairly targeted despite a court hearing on the matter scheduled on February 14th. And I I think that kind of lines up with the, I feel like the actions that have kind of, you know, been going on in India at least from what I've seen where you have, you know, Hindus in power and they say, "Hey, you know, we've been a persecuted class for so long, you know, we feel like it's all right to take back what's ours." And, you know, it, it really seems like they are trying to do it with their minds as a role reversal and, you know, taking over structures, demolishing structures, saying, hey, you guys are going to have to, you know, potentially move out or change how – I don't know. It's just one of those things where I, I do feel like the Muslim community is definitely being oppressed. That's kind of really what I'm trying to get at here. Um and I, I feel like it is with Narendra Modi, the prime minister, he just is more or less greenlighting it. You know, he kind of just turns a blind eye to what's going on because it appeals to his populism push. You know what I mean? So I think this is the kind of stuff that kind of helps keep him in power. And um, I think it, it presses people. So naturally, that's something that I'm really gravitated to those kind of stories. And I want to I try to do my best to talk about this shit and get it out there at least. Um Let's see, if there's anything else I wanted to pull from this. Um, I think... Oh, uh, yeah. Last month, Modi inaugurated a Hindu temple in the northern city of Ayodhya, built on the site of a centuries-old Mughal-era mosque that was destroyed by Hindu zealots in 1992. Um, that was just another, you know, callback to another, you know... Story we did recently about NDS. So I just wanted to say that. Um, but yeah, we'll go ahead and move on to the next bump, the last bump of the day. Um, let me go ahead and take my break and then we'll get into it. All right. A last article comes from Reuters. Senegalese lawmakers vote to postpone presidential election to December 15th. <coughs> Senegal's parliament on Monday voted to hold a postponed presidential election on December 15th in the face of public outcry that led some opposition lawmakers to blockade proceedings until security forces intervened. The move follows President Mackie Sall's unprecedented, unprecedented announcement of a postponement on Saturday that pitched the West African nation into uncharted, un, uncharted constitutional waters and threatens further to further tarnish its reputation as a bastion of democratic stability in a region swept by coups rye police fired tear gas to disperse protests outside parliament as lawmakers discussed a bill that initially proposed rescheduling the february 25th vote to august 25th and keeping sal in power until his successor was is installed By the evening, just before the final vote, the bill was amended to propose the even later election date to December 15th, but it was passed uh, by 150, uh, I'm sorry, (laughs) 105 MPs in the 165 seat assembly. Um, Also, let me just kind of scroll a little bit further down here. Uh, There was a party that also kind of helped uh, push it along. Uh, The uh, opposition Senegalese Democratic Party, or the PDS, whose candidate was barred from running because of the dual nationality issues, supports the delay and proposed the postponement bill in parliament before Sal's announcement. Now, Sal, uh, he wants the prime minister, Amadou Ba, to win. So some people are saying that he's doing this because he wants to either elongate, like, extend his power— uh, for a little bit longer but maybe he'll push it even again to another extension that might get approved or he's doing this to you know further dissuade people from trying to throw their hat in the ring um i think overall people do not like this i think the people definitely do not like this i know outside you know other you know world leaders other people are saying like no this is icky this is gross that's not very democratic sweetie um, so yeah i mean it's definitely unfortunate to kind of see this happen um i i think the situations that they were trying to chalk up to block people put them you know out of the running seemed really dumb and really like just inflated and fucked up um so yeah i I do kind of lean towards the idea that this is more of a ploy um i get though that why the cynicalese democratic party says hey i mean we want to get our guy to win we think our guy has a shot and this is stopping him so like let's get through that legal process and then have a chance but um I don't know. I think um it just it doesn't look great. Doesn't doesn't feel good. But, you know, I, I I wanted to, you know, do an update here and, you know, keep you abreast of what's going on in Senegal and, you know, that is it. That's really all I have. So, yeah. Um that is the episode. If you'd like to help out support the effort, I do have a Patreon, patreoncom Isaiah News uh let's see here you become a newsie. i shout you out at the top of the month plug a project if you like then free ways to hit me up isaiahnews one at gmail.com. feel free to follow me on the socials or the podcast on the socials hopefully you're subscribed to the youtube always trying to get more subscriptions hit the like button uh leave a cool comment uh share it if you like that would help out a ton but, I mean, overall, just it means the world that you listened. And uh, thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you so much for being a friend. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.